Hello. Happy lockdown to all Happy. our listeners and friends. How Happy are we? isolation times. I'm good, man. Good. I'm loving the Hunger Games. Hunger Games is great. Uh, <laughs> live Hunger Games. Uh, you're Actually, blatantly not, be really. like District 2, though. Well, I would be District yeah, 2. Yeah, you're quite posh. I'm not posh. Mate, do you I have... I don't want to be District 2. Do you have a food I'm... delivery service? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Shuffle and Play podcast. <laughs> My name is Alex. My name is Ben. And we are two of the founders of the Shuffle and Play. UK. And this is a podcast all about board games, card games, games you play... With or without friends. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And without friends being the pertinent point there. Which is why you should listen because, today. Yeah. Because we're all on our own. It's very sad. It is. I want you to put a violin on here. Right? We're not Just all on our own, own, but some people are. Some people are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're isolating, aren't we, from the dreaded coronavirus. Yeah. Which is horrible at the moment. But we are here to fill your ears with joy and glee and board game related News and stories and top fives. Come on, I did it. Yeah. I did it. I completed that. I completed yeah. that. Yeah. But how uh, have you been, Ben? To... How have you been? Um, I've been okay, man. Yeah. We're at what? We're in the fourth week now. Yeah. Of lockdown. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Um, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning that I am definitely not a primary school teacher. Yeah. Um, I've learned that that is a bona fide profession that you need to go and study a long time for. And do you know what? You need a lot of patience. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Need a lot I of patience, think it's mate. A degree in patience. Yeah, do you know? Do you mean that, that's what it is? Three I think years so. of just someone just tapping on the shoulder. I mean, you got to know stuff like phonemes and graphemes. Yeah, um, I've learnt a lot of those. And, those and, terms. and your algebras, but yeah. ultimately, you could know that and not have patience and be a rubbish yes. primary school teacher. That's true, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I've learned I've learned a lot about that about parenting uh, about uh, my my limits, <laughs> but I'm I'm good. I mean. I was lucky enough to buy a trampoline before lockdown started, which is probably the best purchase of the last two years in my household. Nice. Um, so I'm very lucky to have one of those. We bought a slide. Um, yeah, well done. We had a trampoline. Yeah. But at the time, our youngest was freaked out by it. Oldest loved it. Youngest freaked out by it. So we got a slide just to have something that she could engage in the park, in the back garden. Hang on. <laughs> you, you nearly called your back garden a park then. Which... Yeah, it's, it's not that big at all. Um, <laughs> Trying to turn it into Alex a park. Alex is actually the, uh, the, um, and the yeah. warden on a National so now, Trust property. Now, two things happened. They both love the slide and they both love the trampoline. So, Oh, oh hey. sorry, because you were talking about the trampoline was a thing of the past, but that's still there. But it's still there, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm okay, trying to so learn how to front flip on it at the moment. <laughs> but Alex, there's some. you have some very exciting news since we published a, a podcast, right? Yeah, we've got a third baby. But there th- you go. Did we not... Do we not have the baby I'm, before then? I'm pretty sure you didn't. I'm pretty sure. If not, we we've didn't. got a third baby. A little... Oh, maybe we did. I think maybe, we did. Maybe I, did. maybe I didn't say congratulations, we but def- congratulations. We definitely Alex. have a third, a third little meeple. Yeah. How exciting. How's things with that? How, how are you getting on? Blessed. Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear that when it gets to children more than two, as in, in number, it becomes yeah, just like zonal marking rather than man to man. And <laughs> we're definitely, we're definitely doing that. Um, so yeah, seems... You wait till they can all move. That's the thing I'm more freaked out about. Yeah. When they're all like independently moving. I think that will be. A... I think at that point you just like crack on with life and <laughs> carry plasters around in your back pocket and keep doing stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all going well. Oh, it's all going well. And we've got loads of gaming in, which has been amazing. I've done That's loads great, of gaming it? since our That's last great. podcast. Um. So yeah. So you're raring to go um, to talk about I am games. Pumped up for this episode. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm seeing a lot of families play Monopoly. That's um, upsetting. It is. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, surely Monopoly now is just a Christmas game and that, and we just need to, you know, put it to bed after Christmas. But now there are people playing it during the day, during lockdown. I mean, surely during lockdown is the worst time to play Monopoly. Because there's no end point. You can't escape that family yeah. or that person that bought Mayfair when you needed it. You know, there's no, yeah. you know, or sold it at an inflated price. You can't get away from that. But if someone's listening and they're like, well, yeah, I love Monopoly. What would you, what would you recommend they played? Instead of Monopoly, right uh, now. Literally any of the three and a half thousand games published in 2019. No, but go. Literally any go. one of them. Just name, name one that you would go from Monopoly to... Uh, Ticket to Ride. Yeah, straight away. Let's go. So like, Ticket just, to Ride. Just pick up a copy of Ticket to Ride. It's really cheap. It's amazing. You can get Alexa to teach you how to play that game. It's awesome. It's my gateway game. It's the one that got me into this hobby. It's the one that made me slide down this slide of a, a, 
I can't, I can't finish it. You have to help me. Um, that was please. interesting. Um, ben, <laughs> have you got some news today? <laughs> What's going on in the world of board games? Well, <clears throat> lots of things. Even in lockdown, lots of things are happening. Um, <clears throat> just a few things to, to share with you today. I mean, they're mostly Kickstarter related because at the moment that is pretty much all of the news that we have uh, because Kickstarters have not stopped. Um, lots of game publishers have put back or staggered their releases for the year. So big publishers have said we're not going to release games for another couple of months at least. So lots of pre-order people are very upset about that. Um, but there are some Kickstarters and not just Kickstarters, but the, there are two Kickstarters that most people, I think, have been looking forward to for a very long time. The first one uh, is the uh, long-awaited uh, sequel to Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven is um, a huge RPG, role-playing game. I would say it's a role-playing game, tabletop game that came out, I think, three or four years ago now by a guy called Isaac Childress. Um, it's currently the number one most rated board game on the planet. Wow. Um, and it comes in a huge box. Like I a mean, coffin when, box, isn't it? it? It's absolutely massive. It's very heavy as well. Um, and it's a game with hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay within it. I would probably say most people who own Gloomhaven have not played it for hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of hours. Um, but it does contain that that much gameplay. So it's highly rated. And so this one came with, you know, this one was really eagerly expected, eagerly awaited for. It's called Frosthaven. So they've gone from gloom to frost. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's not fire on the th- cover. It's like it's icy but tundra. I wouldn't necessarily think gloom would be ice. That uh, would be fire. No, what would you think gloom was then? Like fog. Yeah. Like sadness. Yeah, rubbish. <laughs> Sad box. It's gone of... from sad haven to cold haven. <laughs> I do think we need to start predicting what the third game will be. Uh, you know, no. if it's Haven, if it's just something Haven, you know, maybe it'll just be Haven. It'll be like the holidays, Haven holidays. Yeah. It's an RPG in like <laughs> Butlin's style uh, holiday camp. That's it. So they've been going. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I mean, Gloomhaven yeah. is a bit like Skegness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Frosthaven somewhere more north, and then the last one's in Butlin's. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And the first expansion is the Centre Parks expansion. Oh, nice. Uh, for Yeah, for those people that go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. To self-isolate. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But Frosthaven is here, and it is on day 16 of 31, as we are recording this. And it has just gone past the £6 million mark. It has raised... Six million pounds, Alex. What do you think of that? What's your impression of that? Well, they're gonna do all right, aren't they? Like it's all right. If anyone was spending some time, like saying a, a quick prayer for the people who made Frosthaven, they're they're gonna be okay. That that one's covered. <laughs> yeah, on don't to the don't worry. Ills in the world. Yeah, get off your knees. It's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Children, you're doing all right. You're eating. You're doing all right. Um, you know, I've met. I've I've kind of met him. Have I told you the like, story? Kind of. What do you mean, kind of? Okay, can I tell you the story? Of course, you can. So basically, were you met? Did you learn Chocolate Factory with me at UK Games Expo? No. Oh, you weren't there, were you? So I sat down when Chocolate Factory was in its demo form at Alley Cat Games. I sat down with the, my mate Phil, who was working for Alley Cat Games at the time, and he was teaching, teaching us the game. And this guy came over and stood next to me and just said to us, can I watch? And I looked up and I went, yeah, fine, that's absolutely fine. So he watched the whole game and then he sat down and my mate taught him the game after we left. And it was Isaac Childress. Wow. There you go. Now, let me ask a question. What other oh. activity in life could someone come up to you and say, can I watch? <laughs> <laughs> and your response would just be a swift, yes, okay. <laughs> Let's roll yeah, play not... some of this. Okay. You're in Tesco's. Okay. And you're yeah. looking, you're, you're just <laughs> trying to select the right loaf of bread. <laughs> someone touch on the shoulder. Can I watch? <laughs> What's your um, no, no, please. Do you want me to tell you about Brett? No, yeah, you're okay, right. There aren't many with your family walking in the park, and someone just comes up to you. Can I watch? No, you cannot do that, sir. Go away, Isaac. You weird guy. Absolutely, there isn't anything, is there? But that's wonderful about this hobby, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. It's yeah, absolutely. But anyway, it's raised six million pounds. Right. <coughs> it's in a similar sized, massive box. And uh, and it's coming. It's coming soon. 
It's coming in 2020. Sometime, I think, December maybe? No, March 2021. Good work. So there you go. Good work. There you go. Six million pounds. The second one is a little bit more interesting because uh, Simon, or Cool Mini or Not, uh, are another big board game company yeah. uh, that have done very, very well in the past with their Kickstarter project. They've changed so, how you pronounce the name. Go on, tell me, because I don't know about this. They now want to be called Come On. Is that right? Yeah, so like oh, Eric no. Lang introduced it as Come On when he's like, I'm chief designer of Come On. So yeah, um, that's Come weird, on. isn't it? I'm like, let the yeah, people decide. Don't, yeah. don't tell me how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's like when Bounty changed to Plenty. I mean, what were they doing? It's, it's, it's always Bounty. <laughs> Sif turns to Jif or the other No, it's not it's always Sif, mate. No, it was Sif. Oh, Jif. It was Jif. It, it was became Jif. Sif. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, um... Ankh is their new game, and it's the third one in this epic board game trilogy of Blood Rage, Rising Sun, Yeah, and this is the third one. It's a huge miniature game. It's one of those games where people get the, they get the box out at like a board game meetup just to show you how big yeah. the miniature is, yeah, right? Yeah. They literally go, oh, look at this, man, look to at this. To get out the it's bad m- guy. Yeah. <laughs> They're always massive. And they come on the board for about two minutes and then leave again. Exactly, they're literally there yeah. for a minute. It could have been a, it could have been a wooden token, and no one would have cared. Anyway, but this thing is big. It's um, it's on hexes this time. It's an it's area control just like before uh, with Rising Sun. But I mean, I am not a financial expert. I don't know if you know this about me, Alex, but I'm not a financial expert. Mm. Um, I don't think it's doing that well. I don't think it's doing as well as it should be doing. Yeah, um, and it, it and and this shows kind of the progress of the board gaming industry. So, um, it's do, doing like eight hundred thousand. You said eight hundred thousand in just a few days. I mean, that is a lot of money. Frontiers, which is the first ever board game that was kickstarted. I wonder how much that needed to raise to become a thing. Yeah, but now we're talking like the board gaming world has come on so far that eight hundred thousand actually isn't isn't a lot for what they're trying to produce, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think that the thing is, is that I think I was just expecting a, a more kind of frost haveny, you know. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, to be fair, I'm being unfair. You know, Anka's been out for only a few days. Frosthaven has been out for what sixteen days. But after a few days, I think of a similar time, Frosthaven had, you know, had done better. Yeah. You know, and I think I just wonder what's going on here. Interesting. Anyway, I mean, I I really hope that Come On or Simon are doing all right. I mean. I, Again, I'm not a financial expert, but I saw some reports on the internet they weren't doing so well financially, so I hope they're okay, because they've made some really good games, and Blood Rage is one of the best games ever made. And you thought Board Game World had no news. Look at this juicy scoop (laughs) from our reporter in the field, Benjamin Cook. (laughs) This is riveting stuff, man. While I'm locked down, I've been doing my accountancy uh, A-levels again. So good. And following BGG like a hawk. <laughs> Studying the trends. It's so good. And my wife thinks I'm going to work when I go into the spare room, but I'm, I'm not actually. You've I'm got just a spreadsheet of all the board games um, that are on Kickstarter. Brilliant. Losses and gains. Anyway, so that's just a bit of news. That's a bit of news for you. A bit of juicy news. Um, and so... We thought we'd talk about some games that we've been playing recently. Yeah, and moment. I've been playing a lot that? of games, and I've been playing a lot of games in two primary formats. Um, okay. One physically, with my yep. five-year-old daughter. Fantastic. I've been playing a lot of games with her. And I've also been playing a lot on Board Game Arena. Now, BoardGameArena.com ah. is a board gaming platform that is free to play the majority of the games. Um, it's not free. It's a freemium service, basically. If you pay, you can set up any game. If you're, um, if you're, f- if you want, want, just want free access, you can basically play. Every game has a certain amount of tables that are allotted to it. So if there's a table free, you can play that game. But it's never hindered me. I've just played it free so far. Um, but a friend of mine does have the premium service, and so we're able to choose a load of games. So I played a few games on that as well as physically. Um, yeah, that's cool. I've I've um. I've been playing a lot of Tabletopia stuff. Have you been? In, oh, have I haven't you played tried? Tabletopia. But... Yeah, so, Tabletopia is really interesting because it's um, it's really slick. Like it's it's beautifully done. Yeah, board game arena isn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's very is, But the thing is about Tabletopia, which actually it does, it sounds negative, but I actually really like this feature. Is it's um, 
it is as if you were sitting down to play a board game. So there's no like, if you want one coin, you know, you have to go and, you know, you just ask the, the AI or something yeah. to give you one coin. There's no like, if you discard a card, it goes straight to the discard pile. You have to pick up that component right. and and put it on the discard pile. Oh, wow. And and, and you can do it very neatly. So, that, you know, the, the, it, it will actually put it. But we played a game of viticulture the other day. And um, and the discard piles were just—it looked as if oh, I was wow. playing viticulture in my table because wow. everything was just messed up. You know, that's fun. Um, Although I do really—the thing I love about board game arena is it does all the admin for you. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting, isn't it? That's interesting. Yeah. I can see Bennett pros and cons, but the reason I like it is because we've 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 mostly played games that we all know how to play. Yeah. And so there's no one teaching anything. We just, you know, we know where things yeah. go. And actually, it's really fun because if one of us makes a mistake, then you just, because you can see each other's hands on the screen. And so you just see your mate, your mate Phil's hand coming over just to correct something that you didn't do quite right. It's quite fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's really good. That's fun. It's really good. I've also invested in Tabletop Simulator, but I haven't actually opened that yet. I've had a little play, um, but that also looks really slick as well. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, which is fun. So yeah, so a lot of that going on, isn't it? First game uh, that I've yeah, played. sorry, let's go. That's no, right. Um, I played with James Crawley on a board oh, game cool. arena. Um, Lewis and Clark, one of my all-time oh, favourite games. I love. And that we game, played Alex. it. And again, Lewis and Clark is following the story of Meriwether Lewis and his mate something Clark, who um, travel from east uh, the east coast of America across to the west coast of America. Um, also. Uh, there's a great book about it called something like Paddling Up a Mountain. Oh, right, okay. Anyway. Um, Sounds fun. Uh, because the idea, they had their canoes on their back, they thought they are going to go over a hill to like start going up this river and then just saw the Rockies, I think, or one of the mountain ranges in the States. And they're like, oh, we're not going to be able to do this solely on <laughs> canoe. Um, and But you're going, it's a racing game. So you're going from one side of the board to the other. But the way you do it is very Euro in style. You're, you've got cards that have triple usage. Um, you've got resources that you want to try and do. You've also got their worker placement. And it's all, all of it is a game in like weighing up, decision making, yeah. timing yeah. and the right time to do things. And you yeah. always, always, always want to have one more thing or one more turn or one yeah. more... Um, but it's a brilliant game. And on Board Game Arena, it usually takes about half an hour per player. Um, but on Board Game Arena, it took us about about 45 minutes. Um, yeah. So Because uh, it, it does a lot of the admin that takes a bit of time. But it's such a great game. And I, I absolutely loved playing it. So if you haven't played it and you want to have a go, it's it's quite cheap online. But play it first on Board Game Arena. The rules it's, explanation um... on Board Game Arena as well is amazing and very oh, brief. Right. So. You can oh, always cool. download the PDF of the rule book. Yeah. But they also summarise the rules and there's enough to go on um just to start going, which was brilliant. Yeah. It's a game that I will never, ever, ever get tired of playing. Yeah. Ever. I mean I, I've played the game so many times. It's actually it's actually one of the first games I ever bought. It's like the first game I ever bought at, at an expo. That's it. With you. Oh, you bought the discount. You bought it like I bought like a second hand copy yeah. and uh yeah. fifteen quid. I mean it's an insane bargain. It's one of the best games ever, actually. I have to—I'll just put it out there. It's so yeah. well designed. Yeah. It's so different as well. Really that's is. one thing about it yeah. that I don't think there, there is another game out there that's like it. Still, it always have a special like, place in my heart as well because it was the first game that my wife bought me. First board game. Oh, that's nice. And so like, she had done, and and I don't just mean like she asked someone what do they think about this game. She had done some research, watched yeah. a few review videos, and then bought it, thinking Alex yeah. like this, and that's cool. Do you know what you'll never hear in a review? What? Or I haven't heard in a review for like eight years. Oh, this game is similar to Lewis and Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just never hear yeah. it because it's so unique. Yeah. It's an amazing game. Oh, I really want to play it now. I'm looking at it on my shelf and I'm like, yeah, I want to get that out. Great. Brilliant, brilliant game. Right, my first, my one is, um, it was my birthday last week. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, a certain Alex Raymond bought me a game and uh, I was so excited when I opened it because I know, I mean, I've got lots of friends who, who've played it. It's called Zombie Kids. And it's a, it's a legacy game that you play with with children, and I've got a mate who um, played. He showed me actually when, when I um, texted him say I've got it. He sent me a he sent me an image back from his his board game stats app on his phone to show me that he played the game fifty seven times wow. with his children. 
That's so good. So I want to let you know that um, I've played it five days in a row and I'm at 27 plays. So good. Because I swear to you, this is one of the best games I've played in a long, long time. Me and my wife and my um, five-year-old are playing it every day when my little boy goes for a nap. And we always play four games in a row because after four games in a row, you get to open an envelope. Yes. And the joy on my little boy's face as he realises he's got to open envelope five. And what is in envelope five? It's just, it's so flipping fun. And the game itself is great. So the theme is, it's a, a sec, like a, an American high school. You are four students in that high school. Zombies are invading. And the game is you literally, on your turn, you, you roll a dice. And the dice determines where a new zombie is placed. Then you move your character or you stay in the same place and you, uh, you kill a zombie. And then the aim of the game is that you need to get to the four courtyards and there needs to be two of you in a courtyard and you need to literally high five. Yeah. Like as in the, the rule book says, high five your friend. Yeah. And once you're able to high five your friend, then you can lock the gate. And once all four gates are locked, then you've won the game. And the first 10 games were, I'm not joking, two minutes each long. Two minutes wow, long. Wow. 27 games in, the game we played last was 10 minutes long because oh, every envelope introduced a new yeah. character or a new rule or a new th- way of doing things. Huh. Alex, it's amazing. So good. So I, I played it. the very first game of it at the expo yeah. um, last year or the year before, I can't remember what, and I just thought this yeah. game is amazing. But at the time, yeah. my little girl probably wasn't at the age where she would have appreciated it. But yeah. I thought, based on my recent gaming with Jemima, Jacob will probably love this. Oh, my so, word, yeah. mate. Fun. Thank you. Thank Wicked. you. And is, is it like <laughs> an unknown designer? Publisher? Yeah, I, I haven't got it with me right now, but I don't. I, I have never heard of them. Okay. So, okay. yeah, but I haven't got it. It's in my, Zombie yeah, kids. It's in my kitchen. It's brilliant. Fun. And it, do you know what? It's like, it's like £17. Oh, buy so this game. In fact, if, if you know me, I'll probably buy it for you. <laughs> so, you know, just don't, don't bother. Don't bother. Where'd you get it for 17 quid, bro? Oh, whoops. Um, I just did a board game search, but anyway. Anyway, don't worry about, about that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, another game that I have played, and we've played this <coughs> five times so far, is um, played it with Jemima. This is Lord of the Rings, Journeys of Middle-Earth. Oh, mate, I'm so excited about this for a little review about to tell um, me now. So Lord of the Rings, Journeys of Middle-Earth is a big box um, role-playing game. Uh, kind of adventure game where you are you use an app um we're using it through steam but you can also download it on the ipad um i've just got a crummy old ipad but steam works great and um you set up the board it tells you how to set up the board each time and on the grid that you start on there might be a couple of encounter tokens there might be a person or a a a bad guy and then it will tell you as you uncover new tiles, new areas, it'll tell you how to set up that bit of the board. And so you're going around, and you basically, on your turn, you either move, attack something, or or encounter something, whether it's a person or a token that says something's there. And then you, you literally click on the app, and it tells you what to do, whether you'll roll it. You don't, there's no dice involved. There's none of that. I've taken all of that away, and this is the genius behind the game. No dice rolling, and you just flip over cards, and all of your own personal deck of cards either has um, a star on it or a leaf on it, um, or nothing. If it's got a leaf, it it can be turned into a star. If it's a star, it's an instant success. And so the app will either tell you um, to do a check on something like sanity or, um, or agility or all that kind of thing, and you turn over cards depending on what your agility level is and so it's super easy for kids to understand super easy for non-gamers to understand you're not having to look at a chart all the time all that kind of thing very easy to see that you've succeeded the thing about some of these games is when you're rolling a load of dice of different shapes and different sides it just gets so com- confusing but journeys of middle earth just does it in a super simple way where actually it's w- loads about the story yeah. and in fact there's different modes um you can play like story mode or you can play adventurer or challenging. And we've gone story mode, so we're going for all the like story-level stuff, and it's not like a massively challenging, although there have been a couple of times where we've lost, um, but it's been such a fun game to play in this lockdown season, 
And my little girl, again, just loves... She loves seeing all the little models and thinking, when are we going to encounter that massive ogre? Or yeah. when are we going to, like, encounter that thing? Or, um, yeah, it's really fun. So, yeah. I've, I've only played this game once, and I, and I, I came away just wanting so much more. Uh, I, I just thought it was awesome. I loved it. And I love how... I think you're right. with fan, What Fantasy Flight do really well is they take games that look really complicated... Uh, and and come up with systems that make it very simple. So you know, for example, Arkham Horror, the the card game, which is probably one of my f- most favorite games of all time, is so simple to to play. Really, when you know some of the rules, I mean, it's just so simple to to pull a, pull a token out of a bag, and that's your dice roll. You know, done. Um, and it's just great. I think they I think they're really brilliant, and they've done a really good job with this game, haven't they? As well. Yeah, it's it's been really fun. Really fun. So yeah, how about you? Cool. What's the game you played? Well, I played two wine-related games. Uh, oh. I don't really know why I did two wine games in a row, but Viticulture is... Um, I've talked about it a lot. Um, I played the base game, so without any of the... Um, Tuscany. Uh, Tuscany stuff. Uh, taught it to a few friends on Tabletopia. I I love it. I just think it's great. I think it's a really well-designed game. Um, I think it's, it's a beautiful game about um, planting... Planting vineyards and and what and uh, and grapes and and getting them onto your crush pad and then creating wine bottles and but it's also a worker placement game that's about timing. It's also a game about playing cards because really a lot of the points come from these pa- very powerful visitor cards that you can play uh, in two seasons of the game that actually get you loads of points. You know, for just selling grapes or you know. For, yeah allowing other players to do things um so it's a game about wine thematically it has a lot of theme in it because you're growing grapes putting them into crush pads and then growing them in you know making them into wine bottles that age in your cellar but it's also a gamer's game because there's this worker placement thing there's this you know grab first player resource stuff i mean it's just fab and it's it's Mm. beautiful to behold very simple um, it's over quicker than you want it to be, which is always a sign of a good game. I think it's a, mm. I think it's a classic. It's brilliant. I don't know what you think about it. I love this game. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Um, a, fr- a couple of friends of ours sent us a picture actually of them playing the game during this lockdown season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it made me really want to play it. I think it's brilliant. It, yeah, it's got a load of thing, a load of great things going for it. Also, looks let's, great. Let's play on Tabletopia sometime, me and you. Well, I, I love, I love that game. What about well, you? What's your that. next one? Another game I played, and this time I played it with Johnny Ryder, who um, you've met Johnny from yeah. uh, the field of games. Yeah. Um, check out his Instagram, man. He's a spoken word poet and he very funny. He's brilliant. Um, and uh, we played a game on Board Game Arena called Tobago. I played this game oh, physically cool. before, but it was really fun to play it again. Tobago is... Uh, a, a, the board is made up of loads of hexes of different terrains. And on your turn, you can... You, you play a card, and the card is a clue. And basically, there are four types of treasure, and you're trying to get to the trying to get the most out of each treasure pile. And so the way it works is you have a hand of cards, and those cards are clues, such as not in a lake, or two squares away from a hut, or okay. next to the largest jungle, or on top of the largest mountain range. <laughs> and you play the card next to... Um, one of the piles of treasure and basically when all those treasures when all those piles sorry of each of the four treasures um when each of the piles of clues make it so that there's only one possible answer you've got to get your van on the board to that square as quick as possible to try and to try and uncover the treasure your van do you say You've got a little van, yeah, oh, a little cool. like camper van thing, um, <laughs> like this going around this island. Oh, um, cool. And so you're basically kind of waiting to play the clue or get to the spots that you can then play the clue on your next turn because you know that by playing that clue, it's going to shut down all the options down to one possible space. And it's really fun. It's, it's, again, it's on table, uh, table, which one? Board Game Arena. Board Arena, yeah. Um, and super simple oh fun loads of fun and yeah we played it and uh again it it does all the admin for you so uh, it's one of those games that when you play it physically if you make a mistake in where you put down the clues it can be catastrophic for the rest of the game right whereas because the board game because the simulation is doing all that for you it made it a really fun game really yeah it was uh, a good hour spent good 
Good. Well, my third one, my last one, is uh, again another wine game. Uh, it's a game uh, by my one of my favourite designers, Vital Lacerda. He's made uh, some huge, 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 huge uh, hits. All of his games, though, take three or four hours to play uh, because they're very complicated. They're very in depth, and uh, I'm slowly building up my collection of his games. So I have bought a copy of Vinyos. Um, and I'm very excited about it, but I obviously can't play it with people. So I played it on Tabletopia with my friend who taught me how to play it. Um, and it is absolutely wonderful. It is very, very, very difficult to explain. It's one of those games where um, it's difficult to start explaining the rules because all of the systems interact with one another. Yeah, sure. And you have to, you really, you know that phrase, we'll just play it and see how it goes. Yeah. My two friends who are playing with me said, "Listen, we've played. We've each played this three or four times. You will lose. Like you will lose this game. Just let that be freeing for you, and just have some fun." <laughs> and I did, and I lost by twenty five points. I mean, it was a lot of points, but I had a ton of fun learning it. Um, yeah, nice. It's again very thematic. Uh, it's about um, buying estates, and investing in different regions of Portugal. Um, and their wines and then being strategic when you sell those wines for money or or export them for victory points that's okay. very very those those two areas are key and that's where i lost <laughs> but um wonderful game and the production is just i mean with every eagle griffin game the, the, the production is off the off the scale wow um so beautiful game but will take me a long time to master which really excites me about Whenever I buy one of those Vital games, I'm really excited about how many times I'll play it, which is great. So, right. there you go. I've also, bought, go. I've also bought a copy of The Gallerist, Alex, as well, which oh I'm very gosh. excited about. I know. I went a bit mental. But yes, there you go. Well, it's time lots of games. for our top five. Top five, Alex. What are we doing today, Ben? Okay, so, we've done lots of top fives. I'm very excited about this one. This is the top five card games. Yeah. Um, what I'm more excited about, Alex, is that I haven't given you any context. I've just given you the, the name, the two yeah. words, card games. That's what I'm more excited about. Well, the thing that instantly came to my mind <laughs> is we've we've done one of these before. Okay. But right at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, okay. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. uh, how much we've changed. Obviously, new games have come out and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Because um, uh, we've so been doing yeah. this for five years, right? Four or five years now? More than that. More wow. Than that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Almost six, I think. Here's my number five. You ready for it? Right, oh, no, you, you go first. I just talk last. You go first. Come on. Okay. Um, my number five is Bonanza by Yui Rosenberg. Okay. Oh. Uh, I think there might be a, I think there might be a few crossovers. Um, wow. Uh, Uwe Rosenberg, Bonanza. This is a classic. It it has a real special place in my heart just because we had a holiday in Cornwall, as in me and my wife and you and your wife. And we played this in every coffee shop, ice cream parlour, fish and chip shop we went to. We got out uh, Bonanza and played it. I bought one from a charity shop for £1.50. Yeah. And I was with you at the time. Yeah. And you, do you remember we had Super Munchkin? Can I, can I tell you what happened? Can I just tell my story? <laughs> what happened is, what happened is, Alex and I used to, Alex used to live in Cheltenham. And I used to go and visit him once a week on a Monday and play board games. And Alex and I used to, at lunchtime, we used to walk around Cheltenham because Cheltenham is famed for having board games in charity shops, right? Yeah. So, Alex, what we'd do is we'd share it. So I would walk in first to one charity shop, and then next charity <laughs> shop, you would walk in first. So we walk into this British Heart Foundation shop. You do this squeal. Go on, do the squeal. I, I can't remember. He goes, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you hand me Super Munchkin. Super Munchkin. I'm like, this is awesome. And you have a copy of Bonanza in your hand. <laughs> and I just that week seen like um, Tom Vassell from uh, the Dice Tower just do like a recap of his 10 favourite games or something. And this was like one of them. I was yeah. like, oh, wicked. Well, £2.50 or something. So, um, but yeah, played it. And, uh, and I love this game. It's so much fun. It's one of the first games that I think introduced uh, you have a hand of cards, but you're not allowed to rearrange them. So yeah. when the order you collect the cards is the order they stay in your hand. And yeah. So you have to plant um, cards. They're all beans, different types of beans. Yeah. And it's all about selling and trading beans at the right time, the optimum time. And um, and it's also one of these games where when you first play it, you play it and you go, this is interesting. 
And then you read the rules again, and you're like, oh, it's got that thing. Yeah. And then and then someone else you play with, they're like, oh, we do this additional thing. And you yeah. see on the back of the rules, it has additional rules. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. you're like, oh, wow, it keeps on getting better. Yeah, And then does. we've thrown in a couple of expansions, and so, yeah, it's it's wicked. I love Bonanza. It's also very cheap still. It and is. And if there's two or three of you, you can buy the Ladies and Gangsters version. Yeah, Where you just great. buy that box, and you can play that for two two players. Yeah. So, yeah. I bought it. it. I bought it with you. I was with you when I bought this. I bought this at uh, Thirsty Meeples in Oxford for your, when yeah, you went for your birthday. It's, yeah. it's one of the. It may be on my list, Alex. I think you okay. probably knew that. It's one well, of my favourite games of all time. Okay, my number five is a game called For Sale. Yeah. Um, so my definition of this whole thing was literally just a deck of cards. So uh, For Sale is a game about properties, and you at the end of the game you need to be the one who has the most money, and that money is either in checks or in physical little one-pound coins, um, little wooden, uh, cardboard, little tokens. And um, the way the game plays, there's two phases to the game. The first one is that you are bidding for house cards with physical money. Uh, so four, depending on how many players you're playing with, some house cards go up. The houses are numbered 1 to 25. And so 25 is, no, sorry, 30. 30 is the best house in the game and number one is obviously the worst and so you go through the whole deck and you you end up with a hand of cards of houses numbered between one to thirty the next phase of the game is that where the houses were laid out now it's checks and the checks are between one to fifteen or twenty thousand pounds or something and there are some zeros in there as well Um, and those are laid out and then you have to play one of your house cards face down and you all flip at the same time, the person with the highest card wins. The person with the highest card takes the highest check card into their hand. You go through your whole hand of cards, and when you count up how many checks you've got in the game, and it's it's absolutely amazing. I mean, for a game of literally just two yeah. decks of cards, it's uh, phenomenal. It's an amazing bidding game. You're constantly on edge, like, you know, I need oh. to play this card now, so that because I know they've got the 30 card, I know they've got the 2 card, you know. Oh, um, fun. It's I've beautiful. never played this game. Oh, mate, it's beautiful. I've played I've it so many times. I've, heard, I've always heard about it a lot, but I've never... Yeah, never it's stunning. It. Stunning, stunning oh, little bidding game. Yeah, go for it. What's your number four? My number four is a card game, uh, but it's a good. big box That's card good. game. Um, and that is Dominion. Ah, okay, yes. That is uh, a card by game. Donald X. Vaccarino. Um, now again, Dominion. I don't play it that often, but it does have a special place in my heart. Again, I found this in a charity shop for, I think maybe three pounds. Oh, stop it! They didn't have a clue what they were doing. Base game Flipping hadn't Cheltenham. been played. Um, but um, Dominion's a great, 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 great game. It's really simple. Uh, you can do three things. I always teach this: three things. A, B, C. You can do an action for A. You can buy something for a B, and then you have to clean up. For C, your oh, cards mate. and put them in discard pile, um, and that's the pioneer. basic thing. But then, um, <laughs> but then after that, you then buy cards that let you do multiple things, and your action might be to play a card that then lets you do three buys and all that stuff. Um, there's no theme on this whatsoever. No, they've, they've set it in like feudal England, but it's unnecessary. Um, it's basically a game where you're trying to race to get the most amount of yeah. um, victory points. But it's really great. Uh, and again, it's one of these games that has a million and one expansions. Yeah. And on these board game Facebook groups that we're members of, you always see people with like twenty of the expansion boxes, which are all big size, big boxes. And I just think no one's ever played any of those. <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah, they've, you, they've just announced another one, and they're still you can, going. You, you can know. do with just the base game. It's, it's mad. Uh, there's enough in it to keep you going. It's you that beautiful ten, ten like. Uh, piles of cards yeah. and in the base game I think there's 30 and you just choose 10 of them so there's enough to get, get your head around it's that beautiful concoction of building a deck and then you never see the card that you bought you know in the whole game yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. fun to watch someone yeah. go through that, that but yeah it's a good game it gets it's a lot fab. of fun, but I think it's brilliant it's fab now, my number 4 is uh, Port Royal nice um, love this game Alexander Pfister uh, absolutely uh, Alexander is my favourite designer uh, it's literally one deck of cards there's no other components to it it's a small box game it's beautiful it's so simple to teach um, it is a um, push your luck card game so on your turn the, the aim of the game is to get to 15 points 15 or 14 points something like that um, and you literally you just you just uh, picking cards on the top of the deck and turning them over and everybody that's the, why I love it because everybody's always engaged because everybody is watching what you're doing you're basically turning cards over 
until you find a ship and there are lots of different colored ships five different colored ships in the game and if you turn over two of the same colored ship your turn is completely bust you get to do nothing else mm. but the more cards that you uh, uncover the better it is for you and for your opponents because your opponents get to buy one of those cards and give you some money and then also you get to choose a card as well from that uh, from that um, selection of cards um it's beautiful it's it's one of those it's one of those games where everyone will be gasping and laughing and you know taking the mickey out of each other because they've gone for it again they've gone bust and it's beautiful it plays in about 10 minutes no actually a bit longer than that 20 minutes maybe beautiful game port royal i love definitely it. recommend it cool my number three is a game i introduced to my five-year-old the other day she loved it and this is smash up by paul peterson oh, and AG cool. games yeah smash up i talk about it a bit actually um and because it's not really the kind of game that you often like, I think in the board gaming world, you like grow out of a game like Smash Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoy it still. And partly because it's it's ridiculous. It, like, So in Smash Up, you have um, a deck of cards that are called bases. That's right, and taking that bases. Yeah. you have bases out, and each yeah. base has a break point, which is a number, um, say, say 20, for example. And then each of your cards in your hand have a number. And when you play a card on that base, it lowers the break point by that number, and you're trying to get it down to zero or beyond. And then that will give you points and a potential ability. And everyone is trying to go for the same bases. And But then you also have action cards that mean that you can destroy someone's card or move their card around and all that stuff. And it's a race, again, 15 points. Um, and But, there again, it's a box with lots of different uh, decks in. And you choose two of the decks. And each deck has a um, like a theme. So, like, pirates or zombies or ninjas or unicorns i don't know whatever and you combine two of them so you have a deck of like pirates and zombies together and then see what that happens or robots and ninjas and and then you shuffle them together and use those but it's a great game really fun um and i think with card games sometimes i think i don't i didn't love the idea of card games growing i wasn't we weren't part of a family that played a lot of card games and a normal deck of 52 cards i'm not all that massive up for but this has a bit of theme on it it's silly it's a bit of a it does what Munchkin does, but much quicker. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you're not left hating everyone. But, yeah. I have, a f- I have fun memories of learning this game uh, in your house in Cheltenham, in Pitfall. Uh, yeah. yeah, t- yeah. T- it's a good game. I really like it. Yeah, it's been it's a while since I played it, but I love that game. My number three is another Alexander Fister game. It's Oh My Goods. All right. Again, another, um, just a deck of cards. It's a game about building about building houses for victory points but it's also about a game about producing goods in those buildings uh working uh, was it sloppily or effectively or something or efficiently yeah. Yeah. and you uh you, it's a, again it's another push your luck so just like port royal um the whole game turn is based on on the cards that you turn over yeah. and you're looking for two suns which means that the day is over and then if you have the right resources you can work with on your turn and you can start producing goods which means you can start chaining things so like it's you know, so satisfying when you nail one of those chains though, exactly like so if you need leather and you've actually produced lots of leather and that leather can then go to your shoemaker that can make loads of shoes and that yeah, gets you more coins so and it is very 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 satisfying um and it's come out with loads of little story expansion i've start i've been playing recently as well which is really fun and of course has a board game version now which we both own um, yeah. new dale which i'm very excited about playing um, so yeah, oh my goods, fantastic game! I think I saw it on sale right now for eight pounds. I mean, it's just a bargain, wow. bargain. That is. Go buy that game; it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. we've done, we've done the campaign. So yeah. in, this, in this in the expansion, it does like a campaign story. And my wife and I took it on holiday, and we've done it twice. So like, yeah. it's brilliant. Um, Fab. My number two is Castle Burgundy, the card game by Stephen ah. Feld. Um, yes, I, I love this. Uh, I've only played the actual the actual game Castle Burgundy like once, I think. But I played the card game loads. I love it. Mm. It's so much fun, and it's it's a simple, really simple game. You're simply um, like building things to try and get points, um, and it's but it has all. It feels like a proper forty five minute to an hour yeah. board game experience, but it's with loads of little cards. Um, it has very small table presence, so like you can take it to a coffee shop and do it there. And um, yeah. 
Yeah, I really like it. And Stefan Feld's an amazing designer. He, he knows what he's doing. He is. And again, yeah. is the theme isn't going to scream out at you, but it's a really fun game. And again, very cheap. So, yeah. Castle Burgundy, the card game. That's yeah. number two. I loved it. I've, I've got a copy. I've played it a few times. I don't think it's... I don't think it's better than the game, the actual game, but it is a great game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Of Castle Burgundy, yeah. And, and portable, which is really, really important. Yes. My number two is Bonanza, uh, yeah. which we've already spoken about. Again, I have very fond memories of being in, uh, what's that place called in Cornwall that we went to for fish and shit? Oh, Stein, Rick Stein's place. Where, where, where uh, is they- he? Call it Padstow. Padstow. Right? Padstow. Yeah. We were in Padstow. Yeah. We played this in the fish and chip restaurant, and I oh my gosh, I fell in love with this game, and I had to have it, and I still play it regularly, very regularly. Yeah, uh, it's it's, really it's mostly all. Actually, my two and nine number one are always two games that my friends and I go to at the end of a night. Okay. Bonanza and my number one. I think, I've, I, think I've, I know what your number one is now. It's uh, it's a it's about planting beans. It's about Doing deals with people yeah. and but really well, screwing over and your the, friends. And the, and the deals are so horrible. Oh, I, and they're so extravagant as well. it forces you to do deals like, yeah, that you don't want to do. You've got to do deals to win the game. And, yeah. and the deals are extravagant. Like, you know, if, if you have my coffee bean and also take my red bean, then I'll take three of your chili beans. And it's yeah. just, it yeah, just yeah, gets yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's really fun. Um, get What's my number one, Ben? What's my number one? What do you think? Your number one favorite card game of all time yeah. in the history of card games of card games yeah i mean i was going to i was going to go like sushi go or something but i think that's a bit silly seven one no, i don't know i don't know man i'm struggling go on it's home my goods by Alexander sister oh yes oh my goods it's been mentioned already yes. i love this game i love it I love it as much as a full-size board game. Yeah, it's There's brilliant. something about it that, like, clicks in my head, and then I just go for it and love it. And I'm not, like, amazing at it or anything at all, but I just really enjoy it, get kicks out of it. Um, it, it there are some Seven Wonders-y elements, you know, the whole chaining thing. Yeah. I really love that. Um, yeah, it's really great, really great. Push your luck element, it's fun. Yeah. Amazing. And that, hence why I'm so keen to get... Uh, expedition to Newdale out on the table. Just, mate, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. Yeah. Okay. So and my number, number one, I know what it is. Go on. You can you can spoil it for everybody. It's Biblios. It's Biblios. It's Biblios. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I bought this game in Cambridge when we were at college together. Um, and uh, not we didn't go to Cambridge as in we were like on a field trip or something. Yeah. <laughs> it Christmas like we're, or something. Was it Christmas? Yeah, it was Christmas. I don't know where we were there for, yeah. but anyway, we were there. And uh, I bought this game on a whim, 15 quid or something. I've played it 47 times. Uh, it's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And it's just a deck of cards and five dice. And the, and the dice are not even there to roll. They're just literally there to indicate like the value of something. You, know? mm. so it's, you, could, you could play with no dice, absolutely fine. It's just a deck of cards. And the game is actually it's very similar to For Sale because there's two phases in the game. The first phase, you're collecting cards you're mm. trying to collect cards you're trying to basically win sets of cards uh, there are five different colors at the end of the game the person who has the highest value in that set wins the dice and the dice value the value of the set sorry is whatever the dice is face up uh, and that dice value can change in the game so if you know that your mate is collecting greens you want to push that green dice down mm. in value yeah, yeah. Uh, and you want to push up whatever you're collecting um, and then the second um, phase of the game is you are um, bidding for cards that were discarded by your opponents and you. Uh, mm. And so you know, like, depending on how many players, say if you're a three-player game, you know a third of the cards that are in that deck. Uh, so you can really strategically wait for the card that you know you discarded uh, that's coming up sometime and you bid with coins that are cards. And it's just delicious. It's the game that I play at the end of any board game night. Oh, um, it's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Honestly, I can say that. You know, it's wow. stunning. Stunning wow. game. Underrated though, aren't they, card games? 100%. In the board game world? Yeah. You know, so people are spending however many million on yeah. Frostgrave. But um, <laughs> all we all we need is the, the next um, the next good card game. You know, and that will get played 
a million and one times more. There aren't it? there aren't many that are released, you know, a year. No. That's the thing about it. You know, no. there aren't many that are released, and I think it it is. I think, I think. I'm, well, I'm about to say something a bit controversial. I think they're probably um, harder to design. Yeah, and and therefore are um, a bit more kind of respected. Do you know what I'm saying by that? Yeah, you know, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of plastic miniatures, and you know, there's no like plastic yeah. minis and like you know, to hide behind with a card it, game. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just a deck of cards, and yeah. you have to be very creative in how you. Yeah, you know, I, there, there was lots of honor, honorable mentions for me, like Honshu. We both love. Oh, that's a great game. You know, yeah. Honshu's absolutely stunning. I love archaeology and Hanabi and Sushi Go. You know, Do you know what I was tempted to put in. Gone. Obama Lama. Yeah, it's great. It's all cards in it. It's a great <laughs> game. <laughs> is that a card game? Of course it um, is. It's a fab yeah, game. Love that game. So there you go. There's our top five card games of all time. And I, do you know what? I am at the end of that. I'm very, I'm very full. Yeah, I'm too stuck to play a couple of card games. To be honest. Yeah. Do you know? That's very wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Ben, give us um, a top tip for surviving this season for our listeners at the moment. Um, You're a very wise man. Remember that you probably. Statistically speaking, are not professionally tra- trained as a teacher, so therefore, you you cannot do as good a job as a teacher. So don't put yourself under any pressure to uh, to you know to to teach your children all types of things. Just have fun. This is a season of time, and it's probably a blessing if you have children to spend time with them, do some fun things with them, uh, play more board games. Um, if you're feeling down and depressed, remember, and I, and I mean this positively and also depressingly, there's always someone worse off than you, and so you have to count your blessings in this time. Like and, Kanye uh, West Sunday Service Choir, say. So. Is that right? I'm not yeah. familiar with that. Yeah, I'm, count them. Got to count them, bro. Got to count those blessings. So that that's my advice to anyone. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, that's been another episode of the Shuffle Play podcast. Um, from lockdown, um, I, I want to change this terminology because I swear lo- lockdown is a prison term. Um, uh, lockdown is actually a very famous uh, song by Blue, uh, which I always <laughs> sing in my head whenever I hear someone say it. Which is, is that in the lockdown? Got the city on lockdown. Uh, <laughs> I just because I'm singing it. Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Please comment, rate, subscribe, whatever you do these days. Send us any feedback you want. Engage with us in some way. Yeah. Um, and we'll be doing an episode very shortly. It's yeah, been we'll lovely to we'll chat, we'll. Ben. Bless you guys. Much love. All the fun. Enjoy. Bye. Bye bye.